And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy White Thursday. You know, if I didn't have to come to work, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have to go to work, yes, of course. It certainly would have been. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm enjoying watching the snow from uh, the window of home. But uh, I, do, I do feel the uh, inconvenience that many people would uh, have to endure during the morning commute. Especially. Oh, right. I have to remind our listeners, especially in the central region, to leave a little bit earlier, resort for public transportation and be careful on the roads because it is still snowing and it's quite icy. Let's start out with our weather coverage of the day. This is our first keyword. Heavy snow. So the nation is bracing for heavy snow amid a bitter cold snap. What's the latest, Adam? Right, so uh, let's focus on Seoul. Morning lows plummeted to minus almost 20 degrees Celsius uh, and thousands of travelers stormed to Jeju Airport as well, so travel disruptions are still ongoing. At least eight rows of 10 sea routes remain closed as of Wednesday afternoon. Uh, about 140 homes in Seoul and nearby regions reported busted water pressure pumps or pipes as well, uh, causing some damage there. Uh, the winter storms that hit the southern regions appear to be moving toward the Greater Seoul area and nearby regions. We can see that with the snow that's uh, been falling since the wee hours of this morning. Uh, and even more heavy snow is expected in the capital region throughout today as well. Uh, worried about major traffic, the Seoul City government will increase the number of public transportation, including buses and subways, basically between... Uh, 7 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and in the evening from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., so the morning and evening commute times. Uh, the Metropolitan Government has advised people to use public transportation instead of their cars in the morning, of course, to prevent as many accidents as possible because the icy roads uh, are uh, a major cause for traffic accidents, mm. uh, especially in the capital region. Mm. Uh, the Central Disaster Headquarters is also operating at level one with warnings issued across many regions, uh, central and western across the country. Um, despite the snow, uh, uh, temperatures will recover to normal levels today. Uh, so it won't be as cold as it was uh, yesterday or the day before. But of course, the heavy snow would be uh, a factor to consider. Mm. Uh, but colder weather is expected again on Friday. And it seems to be this kind of pattern of temperatures normalizing and then getting cold again mm. and going back and forth. So. Uh, cold weather is expected again on Friday, but then will uh, subside on Saturday and then come back to the cold again. So mm. it's quite volatile at the moment. Welcome, everyone. It's winter season. <laughs> <laughs> A bit belated, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. So be careful on the roads and keep weather updates handy as you go about your days. Uh, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Soaring bills. So gas price increases are hitting Koreans hard, with other living expenses also expected to rise as well. Uh, what does this mean for the most vulnerable in our society? That becomes a bigger question. Right. So I think it's uh, everyone knows now that the reason behind the abnormally high heating bills are the rising energy prices worldwide that were caused in part by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. If we look at some of the uh, numbers, according to the Korea City Gas Association, the retail price of gas in Seoul this month stood at 19.691 per megajoule. That's up almost 38% from the 14.221 of the same period a year ago. Uh, home heating costs for an individual heating system, not a district heating system, also jumped 
almost 38% in just a year. Uh, many Koreans were caught off guard by heating bills as the cold wave sweeping the country means a further bill shock in winter is likely. Uh, rival political parties are also placing blame on each other for the surge in heating bills. Uh, the Democratic Party took aim at the UN administration, uh, noting a series of public utility fee hikes carried out under, his, uh, under its watch. Uh, the People Power Party hit back, saying that the increase mm. in gas rates was suppressed during the Moon administration, while also pursuing its nuclear phase-out policy. Uh, but considering that the main reason is usually is uh, being cited as the uh, rise in energy prices due to the Russia-Ukraine war, that's something that's pretty much out of uh, Korea's control. So right, a lot of right. geopolitical factors to consider there. Um, and what's concerning is that heating is not the only thing that's rising. A hike in public transport prices are also being discussed as well, meaning more strain on the public, especially uh, the low-income uh, brackets and the mm. households. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of proportion, right? How much does utility fees take up overall of your financing or monthly budgets? Unfortunately, yeah. the as you've said, the lowest 20%. It, it affects them more naturally. So should there yeah. be more government intervention? It seems that the ruling party wants to help. How and how much is a question yeah. going forward? Exactly. You're right. I mean, any of these issues can be politicized, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming GMS listeners are smarter than that. See beyond those talking points. <laughs> Certainly. Certainly they are. All right. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Global standard. So President Yoon has called for adjusting the country's regulatory and labor systems to global standards. He says such as adjustments are essential to ensure competitiveness in the world. On paper, it sounds wonderful. I shoot for the star sort of speech. But <laughs> it seems to aim at this bigger picture question. I mean, what is a global standard? Where does Korea stand? Uh, do we mm. owe it to ourselves to <laughs> set up, uh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. uh, higher goals? Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly it is an ambitious uh, yeah. plan and vow, indeed, uh, elevating a country to uh, one of the major economy standards and uh, global standards, of course, is a, is a high aim, but uh, uh, one that could be achieved, nonetheless. Uh, but you made the remark during a cabinet meeting that came days after his trip to the UAE mm. as well, where a lot of deals were made. So that's probably why he's being ambitious to kind of gain these goals after speaking with many uh, CEOs and uh, officials there. He reportedly told cabinet mis- ministers that if South Korea manages to transform its systems and regulations to those of top tier countries or the so-called global standards, as he put it, it will naturally become a top notch nation. Uh, very good uh, if we hear it verbally, but whether it's practically achievable is right. another issue. Uh, the president said that global standards are made by the market through competition. He urged cabinet ministers to study the example of the U.S.'s system in which the world's most uh, talented people gather and compete and only the best is chosen. There could be arguments for and against such competition, though. Mm. Uh, But he did stress that if we don't do that, we cannot survive in the international community. Uh, He noted that if we do not adjust our systems to global standards and regulations, labor and all such systems, no one will invest in Korea and Yoon instructed the government to swiftly implement follow-up measures in line with the UAE's investment pledge as well. He also reiterated his promise to work as the number one salesman of Korea, (laughs) as he's been dubbing himself, and Mm. asked that each cabinet member 
apply the same determination to their jobs. Uh, Yoon added that rapid economic growth is essential to resolving social conflicts as well, and that economic growth can be achieved through science and technology. And he also stressed the importance of basing the government's decision and policies on science, not ideology. All right. Uh, coming from the president, it makes sense that he would uh, create this larger framework. Now, yeah. <laughs> ministers, uh, yeah. everyone in high office should duke it out to see what is the most practical means of achieving these grand goals. That's yeah. that's where we come in. I mean, that's where one of the that's how these grand policies yeah. and visions do come into place. The president does have this kind of big picture, and then it trickles yeah. down to yeah. the uh, related ministries and cabinet ministers to kind of work out and eke out the details right. of it. So we'll have to see what policies uh, are drawn up in respect to this uh, ambitious goal. Uh, but that is the goal, nonetheless. And Adam will be the first one to let you know about the policies anyway. Let's move on. I certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> to our fourth keyword of the day. Chinese hackers. So Korea's Internet Safety Watchdog says a Chinese hacking group has launched a cyber attack against 12 South Korean academic institutions, but it did not cause serious damage. But it is a red flag that is hard to ignore. What's the latest? Mm. Excuse my sniffing. I did turn the mic off uh, a bit belatedly for it. But, uh, <laughs> no problem. Uh, excuse me. Uh, now, the Korea Internet and Security Agency said the attackers... Uh, hacked into the websites of 12 institutions uh, on Sunday. They included some departments of Jeju University and the Korea National University of Education. Uh, a spokesperson at Kisa said that the targets were the subject of web page defacement, adding that the agency is looking into the cases. Now, web page defacement takes place when hackers uh, basically break into a web server and replace the hosted website with one of their own, basically uh hacking uh scenes that we usually see in uh, a lot of movies where we see a lot of grim pictures and mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. ominous uh images uh some of the websites that were attacked show a a, a generic error page while others uh, basically show a message uh, local media outlets have since reported that the group is related to ten Teng snake a hacking organization that targeted government bodies last year as for the reason behind the attack the group mentioned some streaming stars in korea annoying the hackers claiming that the entity is not related to the chinese government that's according to a statement released on its telegram account uh, Kisa revealed IP addresses linked with the attack of the Korean Research Institute for Construction Policy on its security advisory website with origins in a number of countries, including China, the US, Singapore and Taiwan. Uh, now, the hacking group has warned that their next target will actually be Kisa itself, prompting the Ministry of Science and ICT to convene a series of emergency meetings over the Lunar New Year holiday. Uh, the group also warned that it will disclose 54 gigabytes of data it claimed to have stolen from uh, the Korea's government and public institutions. Um, the science ministry has asked government agencies and individuals to stay vigilant against uh, these rising hacking threats. These have been warnings and threats so far, so no serious damage has actually been reported, fortunately, but uh, the government and Related ministries and organizations are on alert, though. Okay, with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. Tank support. 
So the United States said on Wednesday it would supply Ukraine with 31 of its most advanced uh, battle tanks after Germany made a similar announcement. The decision comes after weeks of diplomatic maneuvering, so it's sort of projected to change the course of the war come spring when the battlegrounds are supposed to projected to be more fierce. What's the latest on them? Right. So the U.S. is just one of several countries who've pledged or are planning to pledge to send tanks to Ukraine with the Russian invasion now in its 12th month. The moves were hailed by Kyiv as a potential turning point uh, in its battle to repel Russia's invasion. Uh, President Biden confirmed that the U.S. was pledging 31 M1 Abrams tanks hours earlier. Interestingly, the U.S. had actually condemned Berlin's decision uh, to provide Leopard 2 tanks as a dangerous provocation. Now, the sudden U.S. about-face actually does follow weeks of hesitation on whether to send uh, the tanks. The administration mulled whether they would offer Ukraine an advantage because they take significant effort to maintain. Now, M1 uh, Abrams are some of the most modern tanks in the world, though they are challenging uh, to operate. Uh, but the U.S. will also provide eight M88 recovery vehicles that support the Abrams in its latest security package. Uh, Biden said the tanks were needed to help Ukrainians improve their ability to maneuver uh, in open terrain. And Biden also thanked Germany for its move and listed further military hardware that NATO allies and other European countries were supplying. Uh, Kiev has been calling for months for Western uh, main battle tanks that would give its uh, forces greater firepower. Uh, as well as protection and mobility to break through the long static front lines and potentially reclaim uh, occupied territory in the east and south of the country. Um, Biden administration officials said it would take some months for the Abrams to be delivered uh, and described the move as providing for Ukraine's long-term defense. So it did admit that it mm. wouldn't do any immediate help for uh, deterring uh, Russian attacks or be, uh, launching an offensive against Russian forces. Um, and the U.S. and Germany aren't the only ones. Some other European nations, including Poland, Norway and the mm. U.K., they've mm. all pledged to provide uh, tanks to Ukraine as well to bolster its defenses. Because if you do look at the headlines, it does seem like M1 Abrams tanks, it could take months, if not up to a year, to be transported to mm. Ukraine. So like you said, it's a long-term goal. But yeah. it did these pledges, from particularly from the U.S. and Germany, it did unlock a wave of additional aid. Maybe that's just mm. as important, too. Right, it certainly did break this kind of diplomatic uh, loggerhead, if you will. So mm. we'll have to see if more countries do pledge uh, such support. Thank you very much, Anna, for today's coverage. Have a safe day and I'll see you tomorrow. You too. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.